Hey, everybody, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, Mike. Doing well. I got that daycare cold that you guys had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we kind of kind of hit both Tiff and I. I mean, not too, too bad, but enough that it made the weekend a little miserable for us. But uh, yeah, it's so, so funny. As soon as I go back to school, it's like within the first week, we always get the same thing, like sort of like a head sinus cold every single time. Yeah. Like William, actually, he switched rooms. He moved up to a bigger kid room because mm-hmm. he's he's the he was the Colossus. He was the biggest kid in his room. So they felt it was time to finally move him into the larger kid room, the intermediate room, as it is called. And sure enough, after a few days of him being in the intermediate room, we all got sick. And <laughs> the same thing. It, like, Tiff was talking to Laura and she described how she was feeling. And Laura's like, that was me all week. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. There must be something going around in kid circles because we actually got an email from our, our daycare because they're a lot more lax on. If you remember how it used to be was. Oh, you got the sniffles, COVID test, you know, like. Right, right. So apparently they're a little more lax on it right now. And we actually they had an email go out. There was like, make sure you're checking your children for symptoms. And we were like, oh, no, we've been singled out. And then we were talking to the people working, like who were working there. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're, every all the kids in his room have a cough right now. And we're like, oh, OK, so it's not us. It's the entire room. <laughs> yeah, it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's. uh Something I could have done without. And it's funny because I was fine for like all week. And then mm-hmm. it kind of hit me over the weekend. Oh, nice. I kind of got like a little bit Friday and then like Saturday, Sunday was kind of the bad one. And then today has been not bad. You know, you kind of like that, like that 90% thing. But it's always it's always the exact same thing, like that head cold thing. And I, I hate it. I, I genuinely hate that one. It just feels headachey all day. But what can you do, you know? You send your kid to daycare, you're, it's sooner than later, you're going to end up with a cold. Well, that's what I was going to say. That was the one real nice thing with the pandemic is I didn't get a cold for like a year and a half. No kidding, amazing. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laura said the same thing, too. She was like, man, they were so on top of those rules. Like, or It sucked that William had to stay home every time he had the sniffles. Yeah. But it also meant that other kids had to stay home when they had the sniffles. Therefore, we didn't get the sniffles. It was right. Great. Right. Yeah. But now, not so much. No. And actually, we William woke up today. Uh, he goes back to school tomorrow because today was a holiday with like he coughed once and he had a bit of a phlegmy voice. Right. So we we were like, you know what? Let's just go get a COVID test. again, And we did. <laughs> and sure enough, we, we went and we got our test today and we, it was a different place than we've gone before. And it, I felt really bad because William was like in a great mood. And then that happened. And like. I think the main difference was that like we've in the past been like, here, watch Blippi or, you know, and he's just sort of ignored it. And -hmm. this time we're like, here's your bear. Deal with it. And like he did not like it one bit. Why would you change a perfect uh, a perfect thing, Mike? Uh, I think it really boiled down to neither of us remember to like download something. (laughs) It's been so long since the last one. Yeah, we had a pretty good string where we didn't have to because remember we were doing it like every two weeks at one point. Well, I was then... gonna say, what what is he up to? What what's his number? Because I remember I was talking to Tiff today, and it's like I knew I threw out an over under number for like last year and this year for number of COVID tests he's gonna get, and I feel like he's getting close to whatever that number was. So like, what is it? Seven now I that he's th- had? Think, I think he's at six. It's six, six or seven. Yeah. 
that's wild. That's got to be one of the highest in Ontario <laughs> for people who, who aren't mandated to get them like weekly or something. You know, I've only gotten three myself. Yeah, I've got none. Yeah. yeah, you've got none. I've got none. Tiff's gotten one, maybe two. Yeah. How have you got none? Because i I don't feel I don't feel sick <laughs> ever. Oh yeah, but you could be asymptomatic. I mean, are you just running under the the like? Oh, Tiff got tested. Therefore, if she's got it, then I likely do. Well, yeah, sure, but. Well, none of us got sick ever. So, I mean, there was okay. really no okay. reason for me to go, right? I didn't feel like just going for the hell of it, you know? Right. Well, I never did either, but it was yeah. always like, okay, well, I should get tested because of XYZ circumstance, right. which is why Laura has way more than I do. This was, like I said, this was three for me. Right. So, but Laura, I think, I think Laura is up to five. So, man, it's like badge of honor here. <laughs> yeah how many how how few covid tests do you yeah how, how few or how many can you collect right it's like little pins you can put on your uh on your shirt yeah definitely oh but but how otherwise how how else are you guys doing besides the whole sickness well thing? we've been uh we've been pretty good mike we had planned a big uh, vacation to shirkston i think we talked about this last year we went last year to shirkston shores as well and for those who don't know it's basically it's a trailer park but like like a high-end trailer park you know so these trailers get there they get put there forever you know so they're trailers only in the sense of like they're small sort of cottage homes and everything like that and then in the center of this whole thing they've got a water park and slides and playgrounds and there's a beach and like it's sort of like an all-inclusive sort of deal right mm-hmm. and ben had a really great time last year and we had a good time too so we figured we would go again this year and we'd do the full sort of Monday to Friday experience and everything like that. And Mike, it uh, turned out to be an absolute disaster. Oh, this good. Time oh, good. Yeah. So nothing to do with our kids. They were as good as they were expected to be. You know, we showed up on the Friday and, you know, they were so excited. To, well, I mean, I'm saying they I'm assuming Wes was thrilled, but uh, Ben <laughs> especially was very excited to be there. And mm-hmm. him and I got to sleep in the big bed at the trailer and he was super pumped about that and just excited to see the beach and he doesn't really love playing on the beach as much as he loved digging up big rocks and throwing it into the lake mm-hmm. so that's like his thing that he likes to do and he obviously likes driving the golf cart and stuff around because at this place it's you know kind of picture like a florida retirement villa where they all drive around in golf carts like there's no cars on the road it's all golf golf carts everywhere yeah and that's because the the place is so spread out you know, like if you were to walk from one side to the other, it would probably take you like 45 minutes to do the walk, right? Like it's it's a substantial sized place. But Mike, when we got there, we we hopped on the golf cart to go visit one of Tiff's friends who was there at the same time. And I'm driving this thing. And it's like, it just doesn't feel right. You know, it's it's vibrating quite a lot. And it just seems to be pulling a little bit on the steering wheel. And like, I don't know how much golf cart experience you have, but they should be pretty smooth. You know, it's mm-hmm. it should be pretty straightforward stuff. So we take a video, we send it to the owner. Don't really think much more than that. Like, just kind of say, like, hey, listen, it doesn't seem to be, you know, working properly. Hang out with our friend, drive home. The same thing kind of happens. And it's like, okay, I'm going to take a picture of the tires. And I notice, Mike, that, you know, the best way to describe it is the front tires are like pigeon toed. 
so they're sort of facing each other. Mm. Okay. So at some point in the past, somebody has driven this thing into a wall or a tree or something and, you know, bent one of the tires. So we send the, another message off to the owner and we go to bed and we wake up and everybody had a great sleep all night and we, you know, had a good thing. And we decide to sort of limp this golf cart down to the beach because you're allowed to drive on the beach with them. Then we get a phone call from the owner who basically says, stop driving it. It's not safe to drive. And it's like, oh, great. Now we're sort of stranded on the beach. So, you know, it's, of course, a long weekend, Mike. So we try to go find a replacement cart because they have rentals on site. Well, they're all sold out, of course. And then the owner kind of has connections with other people. And, of course, they're all, you know, rented out and stuff. So now we're without a cart, which is would not be the worst thing in the world if it was just Tiff and I. But because we have the kids, mm-hmm. it's impossible to go to the beach, you know, without having something to haul the mountain of crap that you have to bring, right? Right. Like all the toys and baby stuff. That's and, right. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to bring some snacks and you got to bring like a tent and you got to, you know, just a million and one things, right? So, you know, by the end of the morning, Tiff and I are stressed out because we we're making phone calls and emails and dealing with this. And we basically get back to, you know, I, I end up limping the cart back to the place anyway, drive our actual car to the beach, pick up all of this stuff. And we go back to the cottage and we're just kind of talking about it. It's like, you know what? It's supposed to be shitty weather tomorrow anyway. We're just going to call it, which was just so disappointing because, you know, Tiff had done so much work getting everything ready, buying all the groceries, organizing all the stuff and packing it in the car. We had unpacked, then packed again the next day. And it was a big whole thing. So we we tried to make the best of it. We ended up going to Tiff's parents uh, because they live very close there and so Ben got a little bit of fun there. And then today we went to the Warplane Museum near our houses and Ben was thrilled about that too. So, you know, we, we kind of salvaged the weekend, but it was a little bit disappointing. Like it was, it was disappointing to have that much effort and put that much, you know, work into all this stuff just to have it fall apart within 24 hours, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a real shame. And it's, it's funny actually that you mentioned going to the Warplane Heritage because my dad volunteers at the Warplane Heritage. Yeah. And he actually messaged me yesterday and was like, hey, do you want to bring William to the Warplane Heritage? And I was like, <laughs> no, because we're sick, Dad. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Can't go. So it's yeah. kind of funny that you guys actually ended up going instead. And I'm glad to hear that Ben had a really good time because my hope is that William will have a really good time. We were reading when we were potty training. We had this book from the library called Plain Jane. Yeah. And Plain Jane is it's a book about a plane mm-hmm. named Jane. It is a lady plane named Jane and William is a big fan of it. So I figured, Hey, okay, this will be easy to, you know, just get him in there. And he likes to see the planes and they all fly by. Cause actually now that we've moved, we're closer to the airport. So we see the Lancaster when it flies over the house all the time and William loves it. So I was like, this is going to be great. If we go to this, go, Oh no, we can't, we're sick. So, right, so yeah. we, we have to reschedule for that. We actually, actually, we talked about last week on the show, we were going to go see black widow. We had to reschedule that because we're we're sick. So I'm, I think this Thursday we're going to make attempt number two at that one. Good, but good. Yeah, it's funny that that uh, you guys w- went out, and I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very good. Ben was super pumped. He was basically running from plane to plane to plane, like, Daddy, look at the size of this one, and look at the size of that one. So I'm sure William will have a good time too. And then uh, the only other story, well, I guess I have I have one minor West story. He's trying to sit up now. So it's so funny because he'll sit in whatever he's sitting in. We, we prop him up on the chair a lot and everything. And then all of a sudden, he'll stick all, you know, two arms straight out and two legs, like, lift up. And you can just hear him grunting because he's just like, like, 
right. <laughs> trying to sit up and stuff. And it's like, what is with our kids and trying to, you know, move before they're like six months old? Like they're just always go, go, go. He's so unhappy when he's not standing up. It's it's amazing. That's crazy. But yeah, it is crazy. And then the only other story I have, Mike, is we actually bought William a gift. Really? Yeah, you know, Tiff, out of the goodness of her heart, found this Spider-Man hat, you know, toddler size and stuff. And it just has a little like the Spider-Man logo and shit on the on the front. You know, spoiler to William if he's listening, but uh, he's a regular listener. To the yeah, podcast. of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she bought him this and then, you know, Ben, of course, stumbled upon it uh, at the house. And he's like, well, I want this hat. And it's like, well, you don't, do you even know who Spider-Man is? And yeah, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. So he wanted this hat, wanted this hat. So needless to say, Mike William's not getting the hat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he wanted it so bad, Mike, that he, he wore it and then he wore it to bed and literally <laughs> fell asleep wearing the hat. So we have a picture of him in the monitor laying like perfectly on his back, hat on his head, pointing straight up. <laughs> it's just the most <laughs> stupid kid thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, sleeping with like the hard plastic toy. It's like, this can't be comfortable. You know, did this hat really mean that much to you that you had to wear it to sleep? Or did you make such a big deal about it that it's like, well, this is the only way to justify my actions now. I have to sleep with this thing. You know, Too funny. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of all uh, that's been happening on, on our side of the thing. But uh, what about you guys? Well, it's funny you mentioned Spider-Man because William is making quite the use of spider-man band-aids as of late okay. yeah not like not that he's like an accident prone child that keeps falling all over the place but he has he got his first blisters the other day blisters yeah we actually we got a, he has like these shoes i mean we all of our shoes are like hand-me-downs and stuff right and he had crocs and he was wearing crocs and i can't remember what he's just running around with crocs but he, he started to take his shoes off and he was like no shoes, no shoes. And we're like, what, why, why no shoes, buddy? And then he, he showed us his feet and he had these blisters and they'd split like already. Oh, so, no. yeah, so the Crocs were not doing him any favors. So we we, we gave him these Band-Aids. <laughs> we haven't bought Band-Aids in so long. <laughs> they were like these like specialty finger Band-Aids. Oh, okay. Yeah, the ones that have like the cuts and stuff in them. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, okay, well, this doesn't really work out well for putting on his feet. So we ended up going, we ended, we needed more band-aids anyway, because these we literally used the last two band-aids we had on these blisters, and there's these they're these stupid finger band-aids. So Laura goes, she grabs him Spider-Man band-aids. Cause I said to her, she's like, I go, I'll go grab band-aids. And I go, make sure you grab Spider-Man ones if they have them. She's like, That's a great idea. So uh she grabs the Spider-Man band-aids, and he's all about these Spider-Man band-aids. And it's it's funny because there it's not just Spider-Man on them, it's like the Spider-Man family. So like Miles Morales is on them and like Spider-Gwen. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. So he's all like Spider-Gwen band-aid, Miles Spider-Man band-aid. Like he's just like we we put socks over his feet so he doesn't pick the band-aids off. Mm-hmm. And he's always trying to take the socks off so he can look at the Spider-Man band-aids. So there you go. You, he doesn't need your hat. He's got his band-aids. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Ben's got some Paw Patrol band-aids, but he refuses to put them on when he actually needs them. Like he has a cut on his knee because he fell on the sidewalk and, and cut it open. It's like, oh, do you want a band-aid? No, 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 no. But then he'll invent an injury on the back of his hand or on his arm and he wants a band-aid for that. So it's like, okay, whatever. You know. Well, it's funny because at first when the we first tried to put a, one of the Spider-Man band-aids on him, 
we he started to be like no 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 and i was like oh this is going to be the pajama shirt all over again but he just wants to look at he it, just wants yeah. to look at it he doesn't want to wear it but <laughs> he got he got over it and we were, we put the band-aids on him finally but but that's not all that's been going on i i mentioned i mentioned earlier that william's gone back to the the new room in the in the daycare so he sees more of his friends and uh that, that he was missing because a lot of his friends moved up also something that's new is we've pushed back william's bedtime oh nice what so what what is it before seven we would we would start putting him to bed at 6 30 is what we would do now okay and now the aim is to have him in bed lights out by 7 30 okay yeah yeah, so we it was it used to be like okay, we start at six thirty. We well, let's go up, let's go brush your teeth, let's get your PJs on, and then whenever we were done, we would you know throw him into bed and close the door. And basically, what we found was that he just didn't go to sleep. Like the first half hour was him just like rolling around, and then we'd have to go in there and we have to change his diaper again, and it, it, it was the same every day. And then Laura's like, let's just start putting him to bed later. And I was like, but then we lose half an hour of our time, <laughs> like every night. Do the math. That's three and a half hours a week that we don't get to do whatever we yeah. want anymore. Right. But it's been working, though. Like he goes to bed. At, he goes to bed at 730 and and he's usually out by eight o'clock. Like like just he you, you, you let him go and he just sleeps mm-hmm. every other night. You might go in there and change his diaper again, but he goes to sleep. He's not just dicking around for an hour. Right. So when it was the seven o'clock bedtime, was he still like falling asleep at eight? Basically, Yeah, he was still falling asleep. Yeah. At eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you've just sort of shortened it up. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, like I said, it's, it's been going well, but additionally, it's like, but my time. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Cause Ben's, Ben's bedtime is kind of between seven 30 and eight too, for this exact same reason, because he was just so wired and full of energy and stuff. And, Plus, it, it does actually make your life a little bit easier, I find, because you don't need to eat dinner at like 5.15 anymore. Yeah. You, know, you can eat yeah. dinner at like 6.15 or 6.30 and you still have plenty of time. And- mm-hmm. That That is a nice thing about it. It's just not that massive rush to finish dinner in time to get them ready for bed. Because if, if it was a bath night and you st- you're still eating dinner at like 5:30 you're like oh man we got to go you know like yeah well and that's what i found with me like i'd go to work and i'd get home at maybe quarter after 5 and then it's like okay well dinner's basically on the table at 5:30 and then you know you eat for 30 minutes and then it's bath time and then it's you know right into bed and it's like oh well i got to spend 10 minutes with my kid you know of course this was pre covid obviously but yeah so well that's good that's good I, i'm glad you guys made that switch yeah and uh there's one thing i actually kind of want to ask your advice on this one cuz ben he started talking pretty quickly yes we're we obviously william's been talking for quite a while but we're having I don't want to call it difficulty because it makes it sound like it's a problem, but it's not. It's just we're trying to figure out the easiest way to explain to William the difference between you and me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like like there's a lot of times where William is is saying something to us and he'll be like, you do this, you do this, you do this. But what he means is I want to do that. But he's saying you do it because he thinks he's talking about himself because we are always like, you do this, William, you do this. Right. So, I mean, he's been good. Like we've been talking to him and he'll say something like, uh, you know, you eat French fries. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I eat French fries. And he's like, I eat French fries, you know, but, but like I'm trying to explain it to him. And I feel like I'm coming off like a psychopath, you know, where I'm like, no, William, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about you. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's that joke, like who's on first or whatever that is. Yeah. Well, I explain. I, I thought it was funny. I, I made a tweet about this that was, I feel like talking to William about trying to get him to say this kind of stuff is like, do you remember that Simpsons joke where he, Bart is talking to Smokey the Bear and it's only who can prevent forest fires? And he, Bart presses you and he's like, you pressed you referring to me. That's incorrect. The correct answer is you. Like, you know? <laughs> like, and I'm like, this is what it's like. This is exactly what it feels like trying to get my kid to, to say I or me versus you kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we never sat down and had like the whole the whole I versus you discussion like that was never or I versus you versus me thing. But like what I always did and I think. I'm sure we've discussed this before is I narrate my entire life when I'm with Ben, right? It's like, this is what I'm doing and this is what this is. And then, you know, if Ben says something to me, that's just, it's clearly the wrong thing. I will say basically the right answer. Like I, I, I'll say, you know, yes, I, I will, I will eat the French fries and you can eat the French fries. Like something like that. Like I'll, I'll answer the question correctly. Does that make sense? Right. You know, so, cause he's, he's not going to understand the I versus you discussion. You know, you can't bring out the whiteboard and say, well, this is, you know, <laughs> the, this is what you use for this one and that one. So yeah, that's what we do is just sort of like lead by example, basically. Or if you're passing the plate to Laura or something, it's like, well, you know, mommy is going to eat this and then I am going to eat this and now you are going to eat this, right? Like that kind of methodology seems to work really well for us. Just like a conversational a conversational experience, right? And then eventually he just kind of clues in and, and that kind of thing. So that would be my only real advice is just talk, right? You just talk and have like a normal discussion and, and don't encourage like the baby talk. And obviously it's, what he's doing is not baby talk. But even though he's, you know, saying something that might be cute, don't say the cute thing back to him because that just reinforces that that's the correct thing. You know what I mean? So you just say what the actual thing is back. And if it's kind of confusing like you and I, then, yeah, involve yourself or, you know, bring it up in some other way. And I think that'll do the trick for you. Okay, because I I feel like we spent too much time with like like naming everyone right so mm-hmm. instead of being like i'm gonna do this it'd be like daddy's gonna do this and yeah. william's gonna do this and now mommy's gonna instead of you do this i'll do this she's gonna you know that kind yeah. of thing and and because like he's he does do that like he says william will do this yeah and but but again it's the you and the i kind of a thing like what was the one thing just he was like he wanted me to he no he wanted to do something and he's like, you do it, you do it, you do it. And I'm like, I am doing it. What's the problem? <laughs> you know, like, stop harassing me. Yeah, yeah. stop yelling. It's don't, why are you freaking out? I am doing it. And, and I realize, oh, right. He's he's talking about himself. He's wants, yeah. He wants to do it himself. And that happens fairly often. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it wasn't until recently that I thought maybe I should ask you guys what you did. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we that's more or less the secret to all of our talking is just talk at him a lot, you know? Or not necessarily at him, but just with him, even though he's not necessarily responding the right way and 
you know, they, they learn that way, or at least Ben did. I mean, we'll see how Wes learns, but uh, I'm hoping the same way. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you that's, go. That's uh, my solid, solid advice right there for you. All right. I'll just keep correcting him constantly. Just yeah. figure it out, stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the only way they learn, right? Because he, he doesn't know detailed explanations, right? I, none of them do. So the only way they learn is based on how you guys talk to each other, right? That's why the second that he was born, Tiff instantly became mummy and I became daddy. And I never, even when it's just Tiff and I, half the time I still call her mom, you know, because it's just so deeply ingrained in the brain now, right? And, yeah. and then when we're at my parents, it's like, my brain starts melting down because I'm trying to talk to my mom, but then I mean Tiff, but then I mean my own mom. Like it's just, yep, yep. you know, then my brain starts exploding. But uh, my my favorite is when I'm with Laura and it's just Laura and I, yeah. and we're talking about doing something, and like, and I'll be like, Daddy says, "Oh, <laughs> like like <laughs> no kid in the car or yeah, or like that. just get so used to it." Yeah, well, we're we're explaining to Ben. He's figured out the idea that you know, grandma and grandpa have parents now too, and that they are like mummy and daddy's parents. Like, so he's, he's grasped that concept now as well, but that took a little bit of time. It was hard for him to believe that, you know, grandma and grandpa were anything other than grandma and grandpa, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, here's a question for you. I, Cause obviously you also have both sets of parents on, on both sides. Yeah. Do you have a different name at all? Is it grandma and grandpa on both sides? So, no, we have uh, Mimi and Papa are my parents because mm-hmm. um, that was just what Ben could say. But they both really liked it. So that's kind of the name that's been chosen. And then on Tiff's side, it's Popa and Grandma. Okay. So, so Popa was because our nephew named him Popa and that was the name that stuck, right? But like I know for Henry, Henry refers to my parents as grandma and grandpa and his and natalie's parents as grandma but i think it's just grandma joyce and grandma i think grandma blonsky or something like that i think that's right. the two differences yeah okay yeah yeah there's no reason specifically i just was curious when you were talking about that i was like i wonder what because we we started my parents were already grandma and grandpa because of my nephews right yeah so we just kept calling them that because it made it you know it made sense because I mean, his cousins are going to be calling them grandma and grandpa, and and we didn't want to confuse them. So Laura's parents, we were like, well, what do you guys want to be called? And they were just like, grandma and grandpa. We're like, okay. Uh, <laughs> are you sure? Because they're going to be grandma and grandpa already. Yeah, grandma and grandpa. And and it was funny because Laura was like, well, what about like to her mom? She's like, well, what about like nanny or or nana or something like that? And she's like, no, my mom was my mom was nanny, so no. Okay, well. Then <laughs> they really had that one in the chamber already. <laughs> right, right. And and then it was really funny because they were over here one day and Laura's mom called Laura's dad granddad. And William clinged to it. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, here it is. This is our this is our chance. Let's let's change this one around. So now anytime we talk about Laura's dad, it's we're talking about granddad. Right. And and he's latched on to granddad. And now we're like, so what about your mom? Cause she's still grandma and she, and Laura tells me she's, well, she doesn't want to be called nanny. And I'm like, well, what about Nana? <laughs> Cause Nana was actually my mom's, my mom's mom. Right. She, she was Nana. I'm like, well, what about Nana? Cause my mom is, is grandma and she didn't want to be Nana because her mom was Nana. 
and and Laura's like perfect so we're just like Nana and Granddad Nana and Granddad and he's latched on to that and we're like (laughs) (laughs) do they try to correct him no they don't so they just just roll with it they just roll with it so it's great yeah yeah every so often every so often a grandma and grandpa will sneak through but most of the time it's Granddad and Nana so yeah well that's good that's good yeah we we come by the nicknames honestly because all of Tiff's aunts and uncles and grandparents and stuff uh they all have like weird southern nicknames well sorry weird to me but right. uh, you know it's like nanny and poppy and mima and grima and you know tiff is sissy to everybody because i guess that's like the name of the first niece or something like that is always sissy you know so there's like a billion sissies in you know the southern states and stuff but that's like, weird oh, okay yeah 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 Sissy, sissy, and Grima are the weird ones to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's a ton. There's a, so many of them, right? And it's like, oh, okay, this is the thing down here. You know, I'm I'm now worldly because I know this. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> fine. Well, speaking of the world, let's get into some topics that aren't just localized around our lives. Sure. And uh, and I mean, there's so many that that we could hit. So I mean, I know that you have a grab bag of stuff that you've like, ah, we'll push it to next week or whatever. So I don't know. Let's throw it to you. Pull out something to chat about. Just crank it out. Yeah, I got like a whole bunch of like three minute topics, Mike. Let's start with a fun one. Let's start with a fun one. We talked about LG's insanely expensive television, Mike. Yes. You know, Samsung must have listened to our episode because they have come out with a even more expensive television. (laughs) It's called Samsung's The Wall TV. Have you heard of this? I feel like I've seen it at like CESs in the past, but I don't believe there was ever a dollar amount attached to it. Okay, so let me let me paint you a picture here, Mike, and we'll get you to guess the price of this bad boy. So the wall is intended as, you know, you know how we were describing with that TV episode, like really sweet to have our entire basement wall covered in TV. Well, that's what that's what this is. Okay, so it ranges anywhere from 146 inches at 4K all the way up to 292 inches at 8K. It's a true LED board. So you know how a lot of TVs are marketed as LED? That's just because they have an LED backlight that pushes through like an LCD screen. This is literally like an LED for every single pixel on the thing. So expensive, big bucks. Yeah. And this is a consumer product. They do have a... I don't know what you call it, like a corporate enterprise edition as well. You know, something you'd probably see at like, you know, a stadium or, you know, like a big box store or something. But there is a consumer version. So, Mike, we'll get you just to guess on the low end. So the 146 4K. What are you feeling? So, you know, so the LED is similar to OLED. Okay. So that's that's your only little that's your only little hint. Okay. Our last TV that we talked about. Mm-hmm was a hundred thousand dollars and it was i believe 65 inches but it did roll yes so no rolling yeah i'm just gonna go ridiculous 500 oh you actually overshot mike overshot three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. that's still to horrifying to start <laughs> if you go for the high end you're talking over a million <laughs> <laughs> oh really wow yeah yeah if you go with that 292 if you have a house that big mike the million probably doesn't really matter that much to you yeah no kidding oh but anyway God. i just saw this thing and i was like holy shit could you imagine you know yeah just dropping a million dollars on it <laughs> screw the homeless <laughs> i need a million dollar tv you can build a home out of the tv really yeah <laughs> <laughs> sleeping would be hard 
it, well, you could just put like a little starry sky. Oh, on this yeah. Board, you know, it might That's be actually true. quite nice. Yeah, maybe. Now that you put it that way. <laughs> We wouldn't have to worry about like lighting and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's jump. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run through my little list here, Mike. Go okay? for it. Uh, moving from a TV to computer monitors, Mike. We have you know 60 hertz monitors, 120, 144, 165, 240, 360 hertz. So again, Mike, I am a frames per second snob, but the idea of a very high frames per second monitor is fantastic to me. LG has now announced that there is a 480 hertz gaming monitor coming out in 2023. It, wait, and whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> 2023? Yes. Only because of supply issues. It would have been out sooner if it wasn't for supply issues that we're all experiencing right now. No, no kidding. But just like surprise. Here, <laughs> like, yeah. But this really starts like, you know, diminishing returns, I think. Because the reality is in order to take advantage of the 480 hertz, you need to have a graphics card and a computer that can push 480 frames per second. And Mike, aside from Counter-Strike, I literally cannot think of a single game that you can make go that fast. You know, so I, I, I at this point, I don't know why you'd buy it other than just to sort of point at it and say, it goes 480 hertz, you know, that kind of, look how smooth the mouse moves across the screen, right? Maybe by 2023, there will be a game that could support it. <laughs> like that's Maybe that's the reason <laughs> that they're announcing it so far out, where it's just like, hey, everybody, aim for this. This is what you yeah. should be aiming for. Uh, I can promise you there's no next-gen games at this point. Even even like eSport titles, I don't think can go quite that fast. Like Rocket League can run on a potato, but I don't think you could run it at 480 frames a second, you know? Why? Why would you need it to run that fast? Well, that's and that's what I look at. It. Like there was a lot of studies done between sort of sixty, one forty four, and two forty. Because for the longest time, they were like the big targets. And basically, there is, you know, if you want to become a quote unquote better gamer, going from a sixty frames per second screen to one hundred and forty four will legitimately make you better. And then, yeah, going from one forty four to two forty will as well but it's a smaller uh, a smaller window that you're aiming for and then 240 to 360 from everybody's accounts is basically unnoticeable you know so i don't know why we're taking it one step forward other than you know just because we can you know yeah that's that's probably it and it it's actually really funny too because i feel like we've had conversations on before about frames per second and and i've been like i don't care doesn't matter to me there's a lot, a lot of 60 frame per second games now, thanks to the PS5. And I'm playing all of these games in 60 frames now. And when I go back to a 30 frame per second game now, it's like, whoa, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is filth. What Get is, rid of it. <laughs> what is this crap? Like, it's it's really funny because like I, I, before I never cared. I never cared. Yeah. But now that I'm playing so many games, in in the higher frame rate it's like i can't go back and and i feel really bad because there's a whole bunch of games that i'm like oh one day i'll I'll go back to this and now i feel like i'm gonna go back to some game and be like oh what is oh (laughs) you know like it it it. almost makes it unbearable to a certain extent you know for certain games like last of us sort of i don't know what you call them rpg sort of style games the low frames per second aren't bad but any sort of twitch movement involved oh my god it's like you know swimming through like molasses you know it's brutal well it's it's funny actually i'm playing through the mass effect 
trilogy remaster right now. And I mean, I played the originals on, on PS3 and they were 30 frames. And now I'm playing it in, in 60 and I'm like, this is magic. You know, <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's crazy that I can even remember, you know, I, I, I haven't played a Mass Effect game in years yeah. because of how long it's been since they last came out. Like Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3 came out in like 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and just playing, I'm playing through the first one right now and, and I'm like, this is lightning. Like, this is crazy how, how smooth everything feels. Like, I feel like I was swimming through concrete last time I played a Mass Effect game versus how it feels now. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. But I, I can't, I can't picture the the jump to 400 and whatever (laughs) (laughs) well mike one day when you come over when we're allowed to do that again you can do like a 144 hertz game in my house then that 60 frames a second is gonna feel like shit (laughs) (laughs) sounds good sounds good yeah i look forward to that day yeah that's right well mike speaking of graphics cards that can push you know somewhere near 400 frames a second amazon has a game development studio and their first big release is called New World. And believe it or not, Mike, this New World game is bricking NVIDIA 3090 graphics cards, which are the most expensive graphics cards that money can buy right now. That's so crazy. You install this game, you play it, it overheats your graphics card, and your graphics card no longer works. It's a $1,500 Canadian, $1,500 Canadian graphics card. Now, is it overloading it because, like, the settings are so intense and like the graphics in this game are so intense or is it because it's just like oh no it's it's full of crap and there's some code in it that's like running it up yeah basically my understanding is it's a coding issue so there is no frames per second cap built in I, i i'm not entirely sure of like the technical side of it but there's no cap to build in and because the 3090 is so powerful it's trying to run as many frames as humanly possible, which is then, you know, heating this thing up and eventually bricking the device because it's just it can't keep up with it. It's like a runaway engine sort of thing, right? Eventually, it's going to get so hot, it's going to blow itself up. It's kind of the same logic, right? And it's just like, you know, good job, Amazon, you know, and, and there's no refunds, obviously, on your graphics card because it's. You know, fifteen hundred dollars. Jeez, yeah, yeah. But it's like Jesus. I would be, I would be furious. You know, my Prime subscription would be canceled immediately. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show them. <laughs> That's right. They're going to lose that eighty nine dollars or whatever it is. I want the refund on my Amazon game. Am- yeah. Amazon has not been having a lot of luck when it comes to gaming. Like, I, I know that they released another game not too long ago. And it was so poorly received that they just were like, we are taking this game back. Like they un- they, they canceled the game after it had been released. Nice. Like, that was uh, Crucible. Was, was Oh, game. yes. I think you, we've talked about that before. Yeah. 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 So oh, it's so bad. Like, it's funny listening to to things like that, like Amazon, like obviously for most for the most part, you you have obviously the PC guys that, that you follow like steam and valve etc etc but like I, I i've been following nintendo and and playstation for years and so it, it, when they do things it doesn't surprise me but whenever there's a, a, a rumor or something where it's like hey this guy who's had nothing to do with video games forever they're launching video games 
and then they all come out and it's like a friggin' train wreck all of them like <laughs> yeah. you know what actually here's a here's an on the fly throw a topic at you oh okay all right. have you heard about the netflix thing well that they've started a gaming division or something yeah like that? yeah yeah they've started a gaming division as well and like is are they just going to be another amazon or or what are they going to do like because because there there's all sorts of rumors about what they're doing like they're making their own games they've already kind of been making their own games before like in the sense of if you look at like that bandersnatch thing that they did where it was like the choose your own adventure thing like that was very like is it a game really but like right, yeah. obviously there's got to be some sort of gamification to that to make that work there's, there's been the thought of okay well is it going to be stadia 2 where I mean, who has better streaming technology than Netflix, right? So are they going to be throwing their hat into the ring and, and you know, oh, I want to play the new Assassin's Creed. Well, you can pop it up on your new Netflix, you know, that kind of a thing. And it was actually some hacking thing. Obviously, this is, you know, we threw this topic in out the back. So it was kind of like, oh, I could have done better research on this. But somebody was looking in the files for like... I guess it was a presentation or something that somebody got a hold of. And in there, there are images of the DualSense controller, which is the PlayStation 5 controller, yeah, and Ghost of Tsushima, the game from Sony Studios that came out last year. Awesome game. Fantastic game. Another example of a game that I played both in 30 frames and 60 frames. And once I played it 60, there was no going back to 30. <laughs> but, but, but like, there was a lot of speculation after that happened. It was like, wait, what is happening here? Is this how Sony is going to combat Game Pass by putting their their content on the biggest streaming platform in the world? Like mm. if, if, if suddenly PlayStation games are playable on Netflix, you go from having, you know, no subscribers to 28 million subscribers, you know, like, yeah. and, and then by, you're by far the biggest dog in the yard versus, because like, game pass i think it's like 10 or something like that at this point but yeah if you feel sudden playstation games show up as part of netflix then that's a big deal like bam surprise here's 28 million people who could use netflix to play playstation games no exactly it would be amazing i'm just looking up the number of subscribers on netflix 207 million okay, worldwide well, I screwed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but either way, I, it, it is huge. And I totally agree with what you're saying about Netflix already having the streaming thing down pat. Yeah. You know, how long do you have to wait after you hit that play button on Netflix? Like, not long. You know, it, it's more or less seconds and it's it's up and playing whatever the show happens to be right so yeah i could see them definitely doing like a game pass alternative whether or not they build it into like an existing pricing thing or an add-on it's it's hard to say i would assume it'd be some sort of add-on but maybe it wouldn't maybe like they they i believe they were losing a little bit of subscribers so maybe they're thinking this will sort of be a you know keep them coming and like you can get movies tv and video games now right yeah and, and actually the interesting thing too because something that we've talked about on the show before is Game Pass. Is Game Pass going to eventually show up on other devices? And mm -hmm. and obviously we've talked about how there's the streaming stick, which has been a rumor for a very long time. Actually, just today I was reading an article where some insider guy was talking about something else. And he would basically said that Xbox Game Pass is about to start rolling out on Android TVs. Nice. Yeah. 
which was something that we discussed as a possibility. If suddenly you put, because obviously we talked about like, oh, well, could, could Game Pass end up on, say, the Switch or something like that? If 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 Nintendo will let it. Well, here's the, here's the bigger question. If Netflix starts streaming PlayStation games, does that mean you can start playing PlayStation games on your Xbox or on your Nintendo Switch? Because those devices have Netflix already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> in, in theory, right? In theory, yes, yeah. I mean, it's it could be a thing where it's like, look, this is what we're doing, and they're like, you cannot turn that on on our 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 platform. You know, you never know, right? Yeah, I, I would be I would be interested to see Microsoft's response to that. I, I what's what's your gut? My gut says they would probably be okay with it. I feel like it'd be like, do it. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like that would be like it'd be like phil spencer being like we'd be happy happy to have you you know yeah. like just as as, as like a because because that's the thing like xbox is still behind like i, I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. sales sales charts are coming out of like numbers of consoles sold like playstation 5 has sold 10 million units already mm. sold 10 million units it's the fastest selling console in history like to get to to 10 million for the ps4 in it was way longer than it was to get the ps5 to this level and xbox is saying that they're having the best console launch they've ever had as well with the series x and the series s but they're still saying like based on what numbers are coming in that they're selling 35 percent more ps5s or something like that like it's it's they have a a, this is quite a gap between Mm -hmm. the the two the two consoles it, it xbox is still behind it doesn't like they, they have they're getting a lot of goodwill because of game pass yeah they they really are, are all about getting that goodwill and if they're like hey you can start playing playstation games on your xbox they'd be like do it here's more goodwill we'll do anything yeah. you know like oh oh you 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 want to play cross play we'll do it like that that was their response when cross play came up we'll do it yeah. you know like if 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 it will get more people onto an Xbox, they'll do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and you know, they've. I'm pretty sure they don't care about selling consoles. They just care about selling Game Pass at this point in time, right? So, will be. It'll be interesting. I I would. I'd be genuinely interested to see. I, I sorry, not would. I am genuinely interested to see how this whole Netflix thing works out. I think this is the the best time to be a PC gamer because I've noticed with this whole Xbox versus PlayStation thing. All of their exclusives now are it's coming out on Xbox, also PC, and it's coming out on PlayStation Five, also PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's some interesting things because actually I don't know if I mean I'm sure this is something that you paid attention to. Yeah. There's a, a company called Nixes that is a European, they're Scandinavian developer, and they don't make their own games. They port games to things. Right. PlayStation bought them, so it was assumed. Because most of the stuff that they port is they port it to PC. They port mm-hmm. things to PC. And it was assumed that, oh, this is how they're going to start bringing more of their games to PC. Because that's something that we talked about before. Like Horizon Zero Dawn went to PC and then Days Gone went to PC. And there was a leaked document that said Uncharted 4 is probably going to be the next game that goes to PC. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, somebody that they were talking to was like, yeah, that's why we bought them. Like to put games on PC. Like that's <laughs> right, literally yeah. the reason we bought them. And I mean, Sure, the games that they're coming to PC are older, like 
Days Gone is pro- is is a, was a lot newer than Horizon was. Horizon was 2017, and Days Gone was 2019. Uncharted, uh, Uncharted is 2016. It's hard to remember. Uncharted the mu- four. Yeah, yeah the, the years are all starting to blend together, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, there's been a heavy rumor for a very long time that Bloodborne is going to be coming to PC as well, and that's basically. If you don't know Bloodborne, Bloodborne is the PlayStation exclusive Demon Souls game. Or no, sorry, okay. not Demons. Dark Souls. Demons is the Souls thing is so stupid. Like it's it's one of those weird naming conventions where the original game is Demon Souls. PlayStation owned the rights to it. They didn't lock it in. Dark Souls came out. Dark Souls became an all console thing that everybody all everyone jumped on. Dark Souls had a couple things. Because of how popular Dark Souls was, they were like, can you make us a new Dark Souls game, but just for us? And that's where Bloodborne came from. Okay, okay. So Bloodborne is basically just, if, if you if you talk about those games, they're actually called, like, collectively, it's like it's like a, a roguelike or something like that. They call these games Soulsborne games because all of the games in the series have souls or born in the title <laughs> up, right, up until right. this point. So, yeah, th- that's the rumor is is that game is is going to be coming to PC later this year. Mm-hmm. And actually what they've figured out, too, is the games that they are porting to PC are the games that are most played on PC on PlayStation now. Oh, OK. okay. Yeah. So PlayStation now is, is the PlayStation streaming service, which can be accessed on PC. So they basically looked what exclusives are PC players playing. Yeah. And that's the that's the list that apparently they're going to go through and be like, OK, well, this and then this and then this. And supposedly Bloodborne is right at the top of that list. Yeah. Well, and that's just backlog stuff, because my, my the thing I was reading, I wish I could remember the name now. It's like some major title coming out for PS5. It's going to be released on both. Right, because basically all the the PS5 and the new Xbox, you know, are, are the same devices. They're both AMD powered devices, you know. So programming for computer versus the PS5 versus the Xbox is the same, really. There's just subtle differences, right? So yeah, it's a good time to be a PC guy finally after like 25 years. <laughs> uh. Well. Mike, I guess let's keep let's keep moving this uh, this train going, eh? Let's yeah. just burn all these things out. Speaking of Amazon, you know, going all the way back to like ten minutes ago, <laughs> uh, a leak has suggested they will be accepting Bitcoin and various other cryptocurrencies in the future, which is interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I have a, a real love hate with with cryptocurrency and stuff right now. Just because it's so it's so volatile, right? What's ten dollars today could be a hundred dollars tomorrow, could be a dollar the next day, right? Like, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's an interesting development. Obviously, Amazon accepting it would be a really huge step forward for them. Yeah, because they'd be probably the biggest, you know, the most like sort of consumer friendly place out there uh, accepting it, as far as I'm aware, anyway. I would say mainstream. Yeah, actually, mainstream. That's yeah, a better it's word probably for the best it. way yeah. for it. Yeah. It's funny when you said I have a love-hate relationship. I thought you were going to say a love-hate relationship with Amazon. That's also that's, true, yeah. Because that's kind of what's going on here. Because I don't know if you've noticed lately, but Amazon's getting worse and worse. And like Laura's like, I'm done with them. I'm doing everything I can to not order anything for Amazon right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's not like she had any cryptocurrency to spend. But it's not going to be something that brings her back to Amazon. That's, for sure. <laughs> you know, that's not the magic, uh, the magic ticket, eh? Or no, magic no. bullet, I guess. 
Uh, should we talk about, uh, I don't know, let's talk about that Blue Origin launch, Mike? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're, we're a little I, behind on this one. But. We are behind on this one, but I know it's something that's right up your alley because you're the spaceman. Yeah, but what, what's fascinating about this, Mike, uh, so I guess backstory is Jeff Bezos has now been to space, you know, real space. Real unlike space. That, unless, like, unlike that other guy who went to fake space. That's not real space. <laughs> yeah, so it was what, him, his brother, some i think kid from the netherlands and oh what's her name molly something uh she is the only one i'm happy went to space because she was part of like nasa's uh female program back in the 60s oh okay uh that never you know so obviously never got to go so i'm glad that she finally got an opportunity to go but uh other than that you know with spacex and stuff i feel like they're doing things you know they're putting satellites in order in in orbit for like the starlink stuff and they're they're basically nasa's you know cargo carrier now and everything like that whereas this blue origin thing is like great you had a little five minute joyride into space and that was it like there's no value to any of this crap you know yeah well it's funny actually is uh, that when it happened i was working yeah, and one of my coworkers in the Slack chat, it popped up. Oh, Jeff Bezos is going to space. Who who hopes he doesn't get come back? You know. <laughs> and, yeah, and it was funny because like I don't know if I, I'm too busy. I don't have time to watch this. And I was working on something, and then he's like, "Damn it, he came back!" And I'm like, "Wait, what? It's already over." Yeah, it was literally like five or six minutes long. The whole thing, launch to land, it was nothing, right? But uh, I, I don't know. But now he's saying that this was just the first step and he's going to do like this whole new Shepard spaceship and stuff that's going to be much bigger and much more useful and everything like that. One of the interesting things that he said is he's offered to self-finance NASA's moon landing and settlement program because obviously I, I think he actually just lost the the lawsuit with NASA or something today. But uh you know, the, the whole Artemis program thing, I think we talked about it a few weeks back or a few months back ago now is where NASA was going to land and on the moon and everything like that. And SpaceX got the contract. And because, you know, have you ever heard the saying, Mike, uh, if you can't innovate, then you litigate instead? Uh, that's the approach <laughs> that uh, Blue Origin took. Uh, they recently lost that. But uh, I guess his way to try to get back in is to just pay for it all himself, right? Because NASA's budget isn't what it used to be and everything like that. But I don't know. I, 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 you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not an Elon Musk fanboy. I used to be, not so much anymore. But uh, I feel like he's doing a lot more with this stuff than what Jeff Bezos is doing. Like to me, his is all just ego driven rather than like progress driven. You know, the thing that that I saw really that came out of it was the very tone deaf response of, "Oh, thank you to all the Amazon customers and employees because you paid for this." <laughs> yeah yeah which it's not it's factually correct he That's is correct factually he correct is correct but just uh, just the phrasing of it though was a little tone deaf with well, all of yeah the... especially since all those the stuff has been coming out about amazon warehouses and employees you know having to pee in bottles and basically mm-hmm. being worked to death and everything like that it's like yeah i might not want to brag about that one yeah you know you guys paid for me to go to space. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think my favorite part in like a sadistic way about this whole thing was 
like the the big press conference and all the big like celebration and stuff that was just clearly just self-manufactured right <laughs> you, you know they basically hired a bunch of guys to pop confetti cannons when they got out of the spaceship and all this crap and it's like this is just kind of sad you know guys like i i don't know i, I was not into this one that's that's where i'll leave it i i enjoyed uh i saw a tweet that got went very viral and it was basically uh when my parents were kids, they got to watch men walk on the moon and I get to watch a billionaire ride a, a dick shaped rocket into space. <laughs> it was very phallic shaped. Yes. <laughs> Even more so than regular rockets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, I don't know. What else is there? Do you have, I guess, should we, should we squeeze in a little bit of follow up to our, our blizzard conversation from last week? Sure. I, I feel like we're going to go for a bit if we, if we, hit that one but yeah i I had a feeling because i mean there's a delay between when we actually record the episode and then when the episode's published i knew that some stuff was going to come out between when we recorded versus when the episode aired and there was it was a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. and like literally as we were talking the ceo of activision bobby kodak put out a statement that was basically like our, our initial response was quite tone deaf to to what went to the original complaints and we are going to like we're going to reevaluate this and 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 work on it more they said that they were going because there was we were talking about the walkout they were going to give everybody who participated in the walkout a paid day off and I, i i'm not sure how but i saw online people were like oh well that's great that looks very supportive and then somebody else is like, no, this is a, a this is like a, a strike break, a union busting tactic to give people the day off instead of letting them, you know, do it on company time. Quote yes, unquote. that's right. Yeah. Well, do you also, see? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, did you see they hired a uh, law firm? The law firm that they hired is specifically known for union busting. Yes. And isn't it their Amazon's union busting? firm as well yes that's right (laughs) it's like i feel like they they're kind of sensing that something might be coming down the line mike and they want to nip that in the bud as quick as they can Mm -hmm. well also funnily enough we talked about ubisoft and how they've had some problems in the past too after we talked ubisoft there was employees at ubisoft who basically came out and were like we are reintroducing like there was no new news about ubisoft but people were like we are bringing up all of this stuff again because we don't think that there's been any movement on it in solidarity with the Activision people. Right. So, yeah, so that was something else that happened too is there's the Ubisoft stuff started coming up again. It's like, you guys need to look at this Mm because you didn't when you had the chance. So, yeah, it's good. I'm glad that it's still, you know, as far as I'm aware, it's still progressing and it's still occurring. I believe the that letter that we were talking about that had about a thousand signatures. The last time I checked, it was at 2000. Now Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they have like 9,000 employees total, you know, so still 7,000 more to go. Hopefully, you know, that's good. I'm glad that everybody's kind of sticking together and they all realize that this is a lot of uh, ridiculous situation to find themselves in. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because another thing too is I, I don't know if you've seen, there was a a statement. I'm not going to say the name of the guy, he he posted a statement on his Twitter that was like in support of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, 
here's the screen caps of you talking about the Cosby suite at the hotel that we were talking about last week. Yeah. And there's like screen caps of like these people talking about like, Oh man, going to get chicks. And his, he's right in there as one of the names talking. And it's like, Ooh, maybe, maybe you should have realized that uh, on one hand, you're probably like, I should say something because I am in a position of leadership. But if you're a part of the problem that all you're doing is, is putting a target on yourself. In this yeah. Case. Weren't you, uh, I think we were, we were talking about this earlier. Weren't you saying he's a very high ranking person and he came out and basically said, I was unaware of any of this stuff. And then to have that thrown back in your face, that that's satisfying. That's very satisfying. Oh, <sighs> fun. Well, uh, that's the second weekend in a row that we've, ended on on that we, fun we topic. can we can keep going mike i got one more that i forgot oh okay all if, right if you want mike we have not talked about the wwe in a very long time no because both of us stopped watching it yeah because it became crap yeah yeah <laughs> that, that probably is the best way to to put it yeah, yeah there's no good way to put it well mike uh, did we ever talk about braun Strowman getting released from the wwe no i feel I, like we did i don't know it doesn't matter anyway so Braun Strowman got released from the he, WWE. He's, he's been is. released, and there's been a lot of other high-profile people who have gotten released. Bray Wyatt, one of my favorites, just got released, uh, I think, yesterday from the yes. company. Uh, Daniel Bryan is gone. and or uh, Sorry, he's either leaving or has left already. Yeah, I think his contract was up. And he's not re-signing. Adam Cole, they just discovered that his contract is over, and he's basically the face of NXT. And... There, there's a pretty strong sense that he will not be re-signing with the WWE. And Mike, there's a, a little-known wrestler, perhaps you've heard of him, a CM Punk. Are yes. you familiar? Yeah. I. The rumor is, is that CM Punk was someone who wrestled in the indies in the 2000s. That's what I've heard about. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I think he's won, you know, a couple WWE World Champions championships. And they Don't, still chant his name constantly. Still constantly. That's right. And he had this little pipe bomb thing. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a big deal. Maybe it's not. Uh, anyway, he is uh, coming back to wrestling as well, except for AEW. They have a show coming up in Chicago. Uh, CM Punk's his hometown, hometown. yeah. That's uh, apparently sold out almost instantly. Uh, and, you know, the the good money is on that CM Punk will make his debut for AEW that day after swearing off wrestling and that he'll never wrestle again. Because I believe it's been six years now. I believe it was 2014 that he left. Okay, so seven years. I was going to say 2015. Yeah, so 2014. It's been seven years since he's stepped in the ring other than a couple like, is it CM Punk? No, he's wearing a mask. You can never tell kind of moments in the indies. Yeah, yeah. Mike, could you imagine Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Adam Cole, and Bray Wyatt, and maybe even Braun Strowman, because I don't know if he's bored or not, all of a sudden showing up on AEW? Like, yeah. Oh, you know what? That would be amazing. Funnily enough, I've, I've heard rumors that they're actually trying to get Braun Strowman back after losing Daniel Bryan. It's so... The, the one to me, it's Braun Strowman is fascinating and Bray Wyatt are fascinating because they were both sort of discovered by WWE trained from the bottom up. You know, they were both in FCW and then NXT when it was more of like a training ground thing. And then they were brought like that. They, they are homegrown talents and to let them both just go. It makes no sense to me because they were both huge stars for them. Right. They weren't like some sort of low level, you know, low card guy. Bray Wyatt is one of the biggest guys in the company. He like headlined WrestleMania last year. 
not 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 this past year, but the year before. Well, that's right. And and to be honest, like him and his whole uh, fiend theme, like the fiend thing, and like the whole fun house or theme house or whatever the hell they're called the firefly fun house yeah like to me carried wwe a lot during the time when we weren't watching and it wasn't because we thought that was bad it was just like you know there's other things associated with it but i, I don't know the fact that he's just all of a sudden unceremoniously gone what are they going to do with alexa bliss who's like who's like fiend's little sister or whatever the hell it, that she is doing now like i don't know yeah it's crazy it will be crazy if all of those guys show up on AEW. And it's funny because I've actually been like thinking about watching AEW because I keep hearing some good things. Like there's a lot of people that I don't really care about that are there. But then there are other people who are there that I'm like, oh, but I do like that person, you know, like and and now that they're there kind of a thing like it's starting to to draw my interest in you know do, do you feel there are a lot of parallels here um compared to say like the attitude era with wwf i guess at the time and wcw do you feel like it's a very similar situation now it I mean, kind of is it's kind of in the reverse like because everybody was was stealing talent from each other and and now it's they're just kind of one of them is stealing talent. And the other one's not doing anything. The other one's letting them go. Well, I was going to say they're not even stealing talent. They're just like, oh, you release them. OK, all right. Come over here. Yeah. Come, come over here instead. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Rusev, come be here and be Miro. And now he's like one of their champions right now. No, exactly. Well, and John Moxley, I guess he kind of left on his own accord, but the WWE didn't seem to fight for him at all. And he's one of the biggest stars in the in the division i guess and yeah i mean and daniel bryan and cm punk obviously are going to be massive they're going to be hugely popular and one of the things i was reading that aew is doing this really appealing to a lot of wrestlers is they're letting you compete in aew but if you want to go to like new japan or do some like indie thing or whatever you're allowed to do that like they're they're allowing kind of these open-ended contract or not open-ended open contracts where you're allowed to compete uh, as long as it's not interfering with like a particular storyline or something like that. Yeah. Crazy. I, I, I remember when AEW came out and I was like really interested in it because it was new and well, and it was Chris new Jericho. And Chris yeah. Jericho was there and now Chris Jericho is kind of a shit person. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The j- shattered dreams right there. Yeah. Oh God. That's been a slow decline of just like, uh, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. Find out a little bit too much about people. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. COVID for showing (laughs) all these wrestlers that are brain worms. Like, (laughs) uh, but yeah. So, I mean, like I, I like Daniel Bryan. I like CM Punk and it, it would be very interesting to see what they could do when they don't have to, because, because they basically are given freedom. Like yeah, the the contracts that they get in AEW let them do whatever they want, within reason, I suppose. Of course, yeah. But yeah, they get the creative freedom to do what they want with their character, that kind of thing. Yeah. How badly do you think AEW wants to do a NWO slash Outsiders style thing? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine, or is that too cliche at this? Could you imagine if they all show up? No, it would be really funny. Is if they all it it. 
they they all show up and you think it's going to be an NWO thing with all WWE guys, yeah. and then they turn out that they're all going to be they're all Ring of Honor dudes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because Daniel, I Bryan, guess they all are, aren't they? Daniel yeah. Bryan and CM Punk were both Ring of Honor guys. Yeah. I mean, throw some Samoa Joe in there too, and that, that's a that's right. What well, isn't Adam Cole? Wasn't he also Ring of Honor? At some I think point? he might have been Ring yeah, of Honor as yeah. well. Yeah. My God, you're genius, Mike. Yeah. That'll be that would be the swerve instead of it being like, wait, it was who else was who else is there? I think Kenny Omega might have been Ring of Honor, so he can be the Hogan where like they think that he's on their side already, and then oh no, he swaps <laughs> and he's yeah, yeah, that'll That's be right. It. Well, aren't those two uh, the two brothers? What the hell's the name? Oh, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. I think they were Ring of Honor at at some point too, weren't they? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, those in, those guys were everywhere. Yeah, like, they've been the, a lot the, a lot of places. Yeah, the elite guys were kind of all over the place for a mm-hmm. while. So, oh well, I guess we'll, well, I guess we'll see. When's that uh, Chicago show? August twentieth is when that that show is. All right. Well, we have some time. To find out, do you think they they start teasing that they might be there? Because remember when Big Show showed up, the first thing he did was say, like, I'm not the only one coming. Someone else is coming, too. And then, like, a week later, like, Christian showed up, right? Like, yeah. Well, he's an AEW now, too. Christian yeah. Cage is back. Christian yeah. Cage, yeah. Well, apparently he went to WWE and he's like, hey, Edge came back. And they were like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fine. I, I want to. I want to go do this still. I'm, so I'm out. Yeah. yeah. How much must it suck to be Christian? <laughs> like, like seriously, because he's a, he's a really. I mean, I, I wasn't really around, but the stuff I've seen, like he's a great wrestler. He's got a good, like he's got a good in ring personality. He's a good talker, good everything. But his Achilles heel is that he is the ying to the edges yang. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the edge has like. Or sorry, I'm not going to call him the Edge. He's Edge has like what thirteen or fourteen championships at this point in time, and I think Christian has one. Yeah, you know, it was like I, a pity championship. Yeah, it was when Edge retired. They gave it yes. to him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he lost it the next night to Randy Orton. Yeah, that, that sounds about like like WWE. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I believe in wrestling. The term is called he genetying. He's the Genetti of the team, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is a shame because I feel like Christian. Sorry, he he deserves better. That's he does. He definitely he does deserves deserve better. better. I've always loved Christian because I watched when they broke up Edge and Christian back in the early two thousands. I was watching that and I was really entertained by Christian. I liked him, and he actually he did a, a tag team with Chris Jericho for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I've always liked Christian. He needs he needs a little more respect. Do you think he gets the Hall of Fame nod? From WWE? Not yeah. while he's working for AEW. <laughs> okay. Five years from now. Does Maybe. he get does Maybe. he get the the nod? And and if he does, is he the headliner? No. He won't be the headliner. He'll never be the headliner guy. All right, you heard it here first. He'll be second or third. Yeah. There you go. Well, well, what a uh, what a throw of the shit against the wall and see what sticks episode, Mike. <laughs> I know. We pulled two topics out of thin air on top of all the stuff that you had. What a smorgasbord. What a potpourri of show today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Something here has to has to resonate with you. And if it doesn't, well, I don't know why you're listening at this point. In time. At this point. I think we've kind of touched on every possible topic that we talk about. It's true. Well, I think on that note, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, 
CastBox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part time nerds, fulltimedads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>